0: Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com. Service and support downloads. Hi, I'm Jens Sanderson and I work for Danfoss Cooling. In today's Cool Talk, I've invited myself over for a talk about the new case controller to talk with Einer Luckman about the AKCC55, which has got quite a few interesting uh, features. Einer Luckman is a senior product manager for Danfoss Food Retails, case controllers, and a long-time colleague. And he has been working with the Danfoss Setup Cool Electronic Controllers Program from the start some 30 years back. So he knows everything worth knowing about case controllers. Hi, know. Uh, can you maybe start with giving us a brief intro to, to the case controllers in general? Uh, put a frame around the, 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 uh, the concept of, of case controllers. What is it?
1: Yeah, hi Jens. Actually, the uh, the first generation of case control was introduced way back in 1987. Danfoss introduced the uh, very first microprocessor uh, case controller with AKV valves, new sensors in uh, 1987. So more than uh, 30 years ago. In the meantime, we have had a a, a number of different versions, generations, and uh, we are today introducing the sixth generation of case controls. The new AKCC55. It's uh, not just a case controller we are introducing, but also new sensors and a new AKV valve version, uh, as well as a digital pressure transmitter. So, a complete new solution will be introduced with this. What we have been doing with this new case controller is actually uh, not making a revolution. We asked our customers, we did the lean voice of customer, and uh, many of the customers were saying uh, be careful that you are not destroying a success because our existing 550 is actually a a great success. So we asked what should we improve if we should improve anything. And they were uh, telling us that small things like a bigger plug, a bigger connector, for the pressure transmitter when looping or a bigger plug even for the uh, modbus communication. Small things like this we have been doing, but I think the biggest change or the biggest improvement is probably on the use experience.
0: Okay, so uh, if we're looking at the case controllers in general, uh, what, what features are done for us actually promoting
1: yeah, when we're looking back uh, in our very, very first generation, we introduced uh, a, a new uh, technology we called uh, minimum stable superheat control, where we are controlling the superheat uh, to the lowest possible without having liquid uh, going back to the uh, compressors. Uh, in the meantime, we have had uh, a number of uh, new uh, or updated versions of the algorithm, and uh, we have learned a lot during those many years today we have a very very robust uh, control algorithm helping our customers to save energy but a case controller is not mod- a lot more than just uh, controlling the uh, superheat it's controlling the light in the uh, cabinets it's controlling the fans it's controlling defrost and of course the most important controlling the temperature very precise control um, what is important for us is to help saving energy and uh, the, the name adaptive or uh, adapt cool is coming from adaptive cooling, and uh, it's not just the adaptive superheat, it's also adaptive defrost control. So, everywhere where it's possible to optimize our control, where we have changing uh, conditions, it could be changing load conditions, it could be suction pressure is is jumping up and down it could be ambient temperature which is changing it could be different kinds of versions of uh, evaporators all these things we can adapt to automatically and it means with very very few settings or even without having to adjust settings we fit our controller and it will automatically adapt to the certain load conditions and help uh, saving most energy for every condition in in a supermarket we also know our case controllers are used for other things and cases uh, for evaporators in general, a big number is, uh, is uh, used in cold rooms, uh, but we also see other kinds of uh, applications where a evaporator has to be uh, controlled precisely on the superheat where even this uh, 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 case controller is used today, but uh, controlling all uh, the functionality around uh, the, uh, the cases, refrigerant display cases.
0: Hmm. sounds pretty interesting. Um but the AKCET 55 uh how can that be integrated with the other controllers in a, in an existing system for instance if you go to a local supermarket mm. and you have to uh, say mount a new uh, case uh cooling case in that supermarket
1: yeah. Uh, if we uh, go way back to the first generation, this was a standalone controller and uh, yes we could save energy, but we also learned if we were integrating uh, or having intercommunication between the pack controller and the case controller, then we had an opportunity to save even more energy. So at the at the second generation we implemented data communication. Very first it was a very Danforth's proprietary protocol. Uh, then we have uh, also uh, had other protocols like uh, lonwork and uh, it seems that today modbus is very much uh, used but the mean or the need for data communication is to do the optimization between uh, the different um, applications to save even more energy but perhaps even more important also to be able to monitor from remote um, and service from remote So uh, this is a a very important part of it. In the beginning it was with a simple software where a contractor could uh, do the most important parameter changes uh, from a a remote destination uh, where we today see even uh, electronic delivered services uh, which is uh, monitoring and uh, and overlooking a a complete uh, supermarket chain. So data communication is a very important medium, and even more important for the future. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and speaking about all this, uh, the, the, the akc 55 uh, what, what new features has actually been introduced with this one? Uh, how does that in, uh, differentiate itself from, from the previous versions?
1: yeah as i said to you um, we asked our customers and we had to be careful that we were not destroying a success so the new case controller is to a big extent built on uh, a lot of the uh, functionality we have in our existing uh, akcc 550 generation the uh, algorithm for injection control uh, is uh, very much the same as in the the former uh, version on uh, the defrost we have really um, optimized the adaptive defrost functionality, so uh, at least the test has shown that we can save uh, the double amount of defrost compared to what we did earlier. But uh, again, a very important thing is to, to monitor uh, temperature, do alarming and save energy after that uh, if it's possible also to save, to save energy. The biggest change I would say is uh, on uh, on the usability, which uh, where we have put a, a lot of effort to improve a usability. So energy saving, reliability, a robust system, uh, where we looking at our complete system with AKV valve, uh, a normally closed function, integrated in the uh, expansion valve device, is a, a, in a in a way very simple. A kind of valve but on the other hand with a very sophisticated algorithm and making it easy for our customers to mount it in the field and uh, and operate it so uh, many features which we had in our existing controller and improved especially on the uh, on the use experience perfect so if we dive into the more
0: practical side of things um, when we're looking at the sensors and and uh, transmitters etc. etc. Are there any uh, preferences, what, what types of sensors are, are we going to uh, see with
1: this new uh, AKCC 55? Yeah, uh, I would say um, first of all because we are running this adaptive superheat control it's very very important that we have a precise and fast reacting uh, superheat sensors. Uh, we are using pressure transmitter and a temperature sensor for that purpose and uh, it has to be very precise again And also it has to be uh, reliable um, So these two things uh, we have uh, we have kept from our existing uh, Program, but we are also introducing uh, new sensors. We call it them the colorful sensors so uh, the temperature sensors uh, can now be uh, be, uh, in different colors making it a lot easier for the OEMs to get it installed but uh, also important in a service situation a lot easier to follow uh, if the sensor should be mounted uh, correctly or incorrectly while today where we see if all sensors are the same color it can be sometimes difficult to, to track the right sensor to the right uh, placing. The uh, new pressure transmitter is a digital pressure transmitter uh, so uh, Giving a a little bit smaller uh, footprint on the uh, pressure transmitter, but a very very precise uh, uh, pressure transmitter. So uh, new uh, sensors as part of the complete system as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now <clears throat> one of the latest futures uh, features, sorry, uh, is a mobile phone feature. The the Bluetooth facility. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Maybe what will that have of influence of uh, in, in a service call, for instance?
1: Hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we have learned that with our old uh, controllers or elder controllers where we have the three-digit LED uh, or LCD display with the uh, three push buttons, uh, it can be uh, a little bit uh, tough to remember all these different parameter naming. And for that purpose we have uh, now built a a complete new user interface using a smartphone device as the the interface in clear text and uh, using a lot of graphics to help the installer and here I say especially the installer or uh, the person who have to do the first time installation. Um, when you're doing a first-time installation and, and let's say the uh, the front end is not yet up and running perhaps the data communication has not been up and running but you still really need to get a controller started you can do it very fast and easy with a quick setup and if you are in a service situation alone out in nighttime and you have to get a controller or a cabinet up and running and you need to figure out what is the root cause this new app is really helping you to uh, get easy uh, analysis we have in the controller 24 hours of uh, of history which is uh, default there so uh, what happened before you came on installation you can see that in the app uh, also the uh, history of the alarms what was the alarms before you came to installation so these are uh, functionality we have built into this app the way it's uh, communicating with the controller is uh, through a, a new Bluetooth display. So you just activate a push button on the Bluetooth display, very easy doing the pairing and you are up and running in very, very few seconds. Another feature which has been put in here is that if you need a setting file for the controller, you can just call your friend and he can send that on an email and you can from your smartphone download it to your to your controller in a very very fast and uh, an easy way so we have to we have showed it to a number of people and uh, we can really see that it's something which is making a big big difference in how effective uh, and uh, you can you can do your service afterwards by means of this app so uh, this is probably the uh, the biggest news to the uh, the controller the wireless uh, communication uh, to uh, an app
0: fantastic sounds like Danfoss Cooling is going mobile in many different ways also all the other apps uh, thinking of uh, refrigerant slider and troubleshooter and uh, so on but uh, Ina thank you so much for for this Uh, it was very interesting and uh, thank you for now We would greatly appreciate feedbacks and suggestions to future refrigeration topics or if you have specific questions to this episode, please leave a comment on the Chilling with Jens SoundCloud page. I will look forward to hearing from you. We would also appreciate it if you would click like, share and repost to help us spread the word about Chilling with Jens and the evaporative refrigeration. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon on the next episode. Until then, stay cool. This podcast was brought to you by Danfoss Cooling. Please feel welcome to visit us at danfoss.com and maybe sign up for some of our cool e-learning classes. Thank you!